Hello and welcome back to Nice Talks. My name is Amy Thomas and I'll be your host for this podcast. This is a chance to discuss health and care in the UK and to hear people's stories. You can find us on SoundCloud as well as Apple Podcast and Stitcher mobile apps. If you've got any questions, you can email us on nice at nice.org.uk and please put podcast in the email heading somewhere. You can also follow us through our social channels. Our Twitter handle is at NiceComs. The pain was so intense. I was burning myself with a hot water bottle because that was a nicer pain than the pain that I was in. It's sort of like carrying a heavy bag or a heavy backpack that you just carry around with you and you get slower and slower and more and more tired. And then when you put the bag down, you suddenly realise how much discomfort and pain you've been in. Because once it stops, at that point you think, oh my God, my, I, I had no idea that this had such an impact on my life. Like intense pain and it's like, it's horrendous and it's constant for like days sometimes. I've been like physically sick from it. So those voices you just heard are from women that have a condition called endometriosis. This condition, which affects around one in 10 women, causes excruciating and debilitating pain that often takes years to get diagnosed. I spoke to Dr. Caroline Overton and we discuss why this is. It's difficult to diagnose sometimes because the symptoms vary from woman to woman and they can be non-specific, so it makes it difficult to diagnose. I think women sometimes don't recognise the symptoms as abnormal. So because endometriosis runs in families, you may have seen your mother or your older sister also struggling with extremely painful periods and think that's normal. I think the message is that if your periods are so painful that you're having to visit A&E, have time off work, um, end up in hospital, uh, affecting your everyday living, that these periods aren't normal and these might be symptoms of endometriosis. There were days when I was sort of unable to move because of the pain and at one point during all of that, um, I would get severe pain bowel pain, pain through my rectum, it was, you know, crippling. And uh, I had to, I had a flare up at work. They often used to come and I'd just be, I'd, I'd just have to tense and wait for it to pass. And again, I just thought it was normal. And during a particularly bad flare up, um, I tried to get myself to the bathroom and I couldn't move and a cleaner found me in the corridor, propped up against a wall. Um, What I thought were normal symptoms of a period um, turned out to be anything but. So that was Lakshmi and she shared with me some of her experiences and I also asked Amy if she had this problem of thinking that her periods were normal. So my sisters and my mum have quite bad periods as well. so it was a thing that we did talk about in our house quite a lot. Um, and I did speak to my friends, but 
I seemed like mine was so much more severe than anybody else's. Um, and it, at school, everybody kind of thought I was just, I mean, I thought I was just being a bit overdramatic and not coping very well with it. Um, which I think a lot of people with endometriosis feel when they're not diagnosed. I think that's what they get told a lot as well. Um, I know I did. Uh, so I did, I did talk about it, but I was a bit embarrassed. You know what it's like when you're young and you're not kind of ready to discuss those things with people. My friend texted me and said, have you ever heard of endometriosis? And I said, no, not at all. And she said, one of the ladies at work has got it. And she suggested that you research it. So I then Googled it. And obviously I presented nine out of ten symptoms. I had urine pain, I had bowel pain. I couldn't wear trousers. I couldn't. I had to wear like leggings or tights, painful sex, pain during internal ultrasounds, everything like that. Um, so it was only after my friend told me about it that I did my own research and I kept a pain and symptom diary from then on. And after two or three weeks, I wrote a four-page letter to my general surgeon and sent a copy of my pain and symptom diary and I cried on the letter because I was just telling him how my life was devastated. I couldn't work, I couldn't go out with friends. I had to wear jogging bottoms and I'm an accountant so you can't wear jogging bottoms to work. Um, my mental health really, really suffered because not only was I was in so much pain, I was still burning myself every day. I was still unable to walk. I had a lovely dog at the time and I used to take him for a walk every day and then it got to the point that stairs were quite a challenge because of my leg pain. Um, and obviously you spend so much time cramped up in this fetal position with a hot water bottle that it just takes over everything. So as we've just heard from Lakshmi, Amy and Helen, there are many other problems that come with endometriosis as well as the physical symptoms. I asked Dr Overton what endometriosis actually is and what's happening to the body. So we're all familiar with periods. During each menstrual cycle, the womb lining changes and thickens and then bleeds as a period. This womb lining is called endometrium. Endometriosis is where these endometrium-like cells grow in patches outside the womb, on the ovaries, ligaments, bladder and bowel. So depending on where these patches are, each woman will have symptoms that are unique to her, but the symptoms generally relate to periods. And because living with pain is exhausting, fatigue can also be a symptom. In your experience, when you see these women coming in, do they often say that they thought for a long time that their periods were normal? Absolutely. I hear this time and again. And sometimes when I ask about other symptoms of endometriosis, so pain in between the periods, pain on intercourse, pain opening their bowels or urinating, that they haven't actually realised that these symptoms are abnormal because they often date to the time when their periods first began and they've learned to live with these as a new normal. My life was devastated. I couldn't work. I couldn't go out with friends. It was bleeding and painful, like, you know, crippling. So what exactly are we doing to help these problems with late diagnosis? So NICE published its first guideline on the diagnosis of management of endometriosis in September 2017. The guidelines aim is to reduce diagnostic delays by highlighting the symptoms of endometriosis to doctors, such as pelvic pain, really painful periods, and delay in getting pregnant. 
and the guideline highlights the importance of symptoms in making the diagnosis and that you can't say that a woman doesn't have endometriosis if her scan or her examination is normal. Yeah, having guidelines to help diagnose people and then manage it because like my life's completely changed since I was diagnosed. Now I know, I understand what's happening in my body. So I think like it, it is empowering and I think giving women that sooner rather than later. We need to open the discussion somehow. And the more we talk about it, the less of a taboo it is. The only way we can retain that stigma is by refusing to discuss it um, and challenging incorrect information, challenging those stereotypes and the status quo that stops women from seeking treatment and delays women seeking treatment. You know, there's those sort of uh, stereotypes that women are always in the bathroom talking about periods. But actually, you think if that was the case, then we would be understanding or at least being able to make a judgment about what's normal. What are we doing to help this, this area? I think we need to educate everybody. This is a condition that affects women in their suffering, but also families suffer, relationships suffers, work suffers. So we need to educate Men, women, the gardener, the pharmacist, the doctor. So we've heard from a few women about their experiences with endometriosis and some of the issues that they have faced along the way. But we can be really positive that we've developed a new guideline to help doctors recognise the symptoms of this condition and help its diagnosis. If you'd like to read the full guideline, you can visit our website at www.nice.org.uk. And once again, if you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to get in touch. We really like to hear from you. And don't forget to subscribe to Nice Talks through Stitcher and Apple Podcast mobile apps. Thanks again for listening.